welcome back to the Running in Circles podcast. I'm your host, Zach Hamilton, and today I'm joined by Cole Matheson. Cole recently placed fourth at the high school cross-country nationals meet in Exxon with a 5K time of 14.55. Cole is committed to run at Colorado University in the fall, but still has one high school track season left, and he's ready to give it all he's got. Throughout this episode, Cole discusses how he felt about his race at NXN, what went into his decision to committing to Colorado, giving all the glory to God, and more. So please enjoy this conversation as I jump into it with Cole Matheson. Um, How are you doing? Good. How about you? Good. I appreciate you coming on. Yeah, I know. appreciate you for having me on. Yeah, for sure. So just to start it off, before we get into all the NXN questions, do you eat rice with a spoon or a fork and why? Rice with a spoon or fork? Oh, man. I got to I'd probably say fork. Yeah, I usually eat most stuff with a fork, like mac and cheese going with the fork. You know, the fork is very versatile. For sure, yeah. And before we get into the actual race, I want to talk a little about a little bit about the days leading up to NXN and the experience as a whole. So, when did you get there, and what kind of did it look like before the race? When you were at, like, I don't know, were you at a hotel? Yeah. So, our flight got into Portland probably around two in the after, actually probably more around like one twelve thirty in the afternoon, and. Um, they immediately got us checked in at the airport. They had people waiting for us, threw us on a bus, and it was probably like a half hour, 35 minute drive to the embassy suites that we stayed in. And, um, yeah, we got there, got off the charter buses and made our way in and they were, uh, they were greeting us there. And, um, Joe Hale was taking some photos and, uh, then we got checked in, got our room keys and dropped our bags off at our rooms and uh went to registration we had to like find some stuff uh saying that we weren't going to do anything stupid over the weekend and then um yeah and then from there it was just kind of the whatever was on the schedule and yeah and the weekend kind of got kicked off what was your favorite part of the experience besides the actual race Mm, man there was a there's definitely a lot of highlights from the weekend but i gotta say it my favorite part was probably just getting to know a bunch of different people. I mean, it's all the top athletes from around the country all in one place. And so, you know, there's a lot of really cool people that I, I got the chance to talk to and get to know. And, um, so yeah, I'm really, really happy with all the relationships that, uh, that I made in, in the short time that I had there, just like three, three and a half days. So, um, so yeah, that was definitely probably the highlight for me and just getting to spend time chilling with, uh, some of the best athletes around. Cool. Sam Elliott asked, how did you feel going into the race? Honestly, pretty calm. Uh, I was really excited and, you know, just happy to be there. You know, it's it's a blessing every time I get to toe the line uh, with, with such great athletes. And so I just knew that um, I was thankful to even be there. And, you know, I wanted to enjoy myself and have a good time. And, you know, that's why I run. I run. I mean, it's why, why I do the sport is, you know, the enjoyment of it and um the the rush of adrenaline that you get when when the gun's in the air and hasn't gone off yet and then it finally goes off off and there's that relief that washes over you like all right now it's time to race and that's where i feel most comfortable and you know got out quick and um you know it was just yeah a great feeling i I love racing and 
you know, I, I didn't, I, obviously the nerves are there, but, um, you know, I tried to just enjoy the moment and embrace that, you know, Nike, Nike flew me out to, to Portland, Oregon to, to run a race. So yeah, it's pretty special and, and yeah, really cool opportunity. For sure. Jacob Mitchell asks, what do you do to specifically prepare for this race and what were your expectations going into it? Yeah. So, you know, preparing going up, uh, leading, leading up to the race, uh, just trying to mentally prepare as well as physically prepare, you know, my coach provided the training, uh, that, that I, that I followed throughout the week and it, it wasn't what we expected. You know, I had a small foot injury that kind of popped up on thank on a Thanksgiving run that I had and I had to cut it short, got it checked out the next day. And one of my tendons and my foot was inflamed so kind of had to monitor that and so that kind of altered the training plan i biked uh did a bike workout monday and then biked again tuesday but was my foot was feeling well enough that i was able to get a track workout in on wednesday um then you know thursday was the day i flew out and we got a run in on nike campus and my felt, foot felt good so you know it was good to you know get get that kind of relief that it was probably it was going to be all right for the race and uh then friday was some of the same deal we did a course preview and I, I felt good there so yeah and then just making sure to enjoy the atmosphere while i was there i i didn't want to get too hung up on you know race 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 got to focus on the race like i want to perform i i just tried to stay relaxed and kind of enjoy the moment because you know you can get a little caught up in and what you want to do during the race and how you want to perform. But if, and I didn't want to let that kind of get in the way of just, you know, chilling and hanging out with people and getting to know, getting to know everybody and just enjoying, enjoying the event that Nike was putting on for us. So, um, yeah, I mean, preparing the, the morning of just kind of trying to stay relaxed, uh, getting a good, good breakfast in and fueling up and then, yeah, listen to some music on the bus ride over. And, um, I always, I always listen to worship music kind of calms me, put, puts me in the right mindset and, um, and then, yeah, going, going forward, just trying to stay focused, relaxed, walking up the line. But, um, yeah, that's kind of how I go about preparing for, for races. So, how are you feeling now that you've had a few days to process the results of the race and are you happy with it overall? Yeah, I mean, I'm really happy with, with how I performed. Obviously, going in, wanted to give it my best shot to, to go for the win. And, you know, I think I did did a good job of keeping myself in it. Um, and, you know, I'm definitely happy. I told myself I'd be happy with a top five finish going in. And um, so finishing fourth, that that's definitely um, checking off that box and I'm happy to come away with first team all American honors. And, you know, I going in, uh, I'd come off of a rough race at NXR finishing fifth when, um, that's definitely not what I had in mind going in. And so to kind of bounce back from that and, and perform at the high stage, you know, it's always, it's always good to perform, um, when, when it's needed and when it's, uh, when it's the biggest, biggest race of the year, uh, you know, it's, it's one thing to perform in the small meets that, to get you there, but um, it's another thing to perform when there, there's so much pressure on you. And um, so, yeah, I'm definitely happy to come away with fourth. And it was the deepest field in, in Nationals history, in my opinion, and a lot of other opinions. So, yeah, I mean, definitely a blessing to, to come away with that result, for sure. For sure. On your recent Instagram post, I think I saw someone commenting about a race you're doing next week, maybe. So is that true? And what are you racing, if that is true? 
Yeah, so I I qualified for the Champs Sports Nationals, which is out in San Diego, California, um, formerly known as Foot Locker Cross Country Championships. And so that'll be at Balboa Park out in San Diego, which is um, the longest running high school national meet. Um, and it's been going on for, I think, 40 plus years. And so, yeah, that's this Saturday. And I'm really looking forward to that. There'll be some great competition. A lot of the guys that were at NXN will will also be there. So, yeah, really looking forward to that and definitely wanted to give that race uh, a good shot for, for that individual title. And, yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. It's, I ran it last year, and it was a great experience. So, um, yeah, it's going to be a ton of fun. Emma Gale asked, why the one arm warmer? Okay. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I've always liked to say that I'm not superstitious. I'm just a little stitious. Um, so this happened back in my freshman year, um, actually at NXR Midwest, my freshman year. And I, I ran the championship race with my team. And one of the guys who was running with me, uh, he had been to NXN um, before I was in high school, he went with the team. Our team qualified in 2017 and he was, he was a part of that team and, um, they got arm sleeves at NXN and before the race, he was putting them on and I was like, Oh, th- those look sick. And he's like, do you want one? And I was like, sure. So I took the right arm sleeve and threw it on and he wore the left one. And, um, I had the best race of my season. And so, you know, from then on every race and in, in track and cross country, I started wearing, uh, an arm sleeve on just my right arm. It didn't matter what the weather was, whether it was 90 degrees or, um, 20 degrees out. I, I wore an arm sleeve on my right arm and it's just kind of been a, uh, superstition, little fishing ever since. And, uh, so yeah, you know, it's just kind of been a, a part of my race routine. So yeah, that's cool. That's cool. There's a story behind it. Caroline asked, what are some of the big motivators that get you through your races? Yeah. So my biggest motivator, um, that, has been a big part of my life is that, you know, my mindset going into every, every race is to glorify God in, in every possible way. And, you know, he's blessed me with this ability to, to run uh, at such a high level and, you know, to not glorify him in, in the accomplishments that, that I make with, with that gift, it'd be, it wouldn't do him justice. Um, he's, um, he's done so much for me and, uh, you know, brought me to such a, to, to such a high level. And, uh, I'm so thankful for, uh, the love and grace he's extended to me throughout my life. And, um, you know, he's, he's such a loving God. And, um, so that's kind of why I, why I run is to honor the gift that he's blessed me with and, you know, to make sure that I'm giving, putting my best foot forward every race. Um, and that, that mo- what motivates me on the days where, um, I don't feel like running, you know, motivation is it's fleeting, you know, it, you're not always going to be motivated. And so, um, that's where kind of discipline comes in and, you know, you got to have discipline, um, when you're, when you're running at this level and, um, cause you're not going to be motivated every day to run and, but it's discipline that gets you out of bed and, and on that 60 minute run or 90 minute run or work, whatever workout you might have to, might have to do for the day. And so, you know, that's definitely a huge part of it, but yeah, at the end of the day, um, when I cross that finish line, no matter what the result is, I, I want to glorify God and, and be thankful that, uh, I even get to race cause you know, uh, health is another thing that uh, isn't always with you, and you, injuries come about. So it's it's a blessing to toe the line uh, each and every time, and you got to be grateful for it and honor God with it. So yeah, 
For sure. Yeah, that's really cool, especially being on the national stage. I know when people are kind of small, they like like to say that and kind of credit the people around them. But when they get really big, they just kind of push them away. But that's really cool. You being on the national stage, kind of giving the glory to them. Yeah, appreciate it. Appreciate that. Uh, Braden Kenworthy asked, what was going through your head as you were going down the final stretch? Man, yeah, I mean, I kind of... I picked up the pace with about 800 to go. We had kind of passed the K marker and um, that I knew there were some guys on my tail. I had kind of led the chase pack for about a mile and um, I knew there were some good guys behind me that were going to be able to close. And um, some, some guys went around me. I know uh, uh, Simmons, he kind of made a big move with like, 500 500 to go and um kind of blew past me and then uh i think noah breaker at some point came up my shoulder um and we we made our way towards those last two terraces and um i forget what place i was exactly in but i i felt pretty strong going up the hills and then some guys kind of came up my shoulder and um i was kind of starting to make my kick but then a lot of guys were there a lot more than i expected and, uh, and so i dug deep and found a gear that I didn't really know I had, uh, and was able to, to pass Leo young and then, um, Noah breaker, right. at kind of the line. And then Jackson, Heidish, Jackson, Jackson, Heidish and, uh, Simeon Birnbaum. They were also like on, on either side of me and was able to out lean them at the last second. And I think we, all three of us ran the same time to the 10th. So that was a crazy finish, but I kind of knew, I had that feeling that I kind of outleaned them and, and got that fourth place finish. So, you know, as soon as I had finished, I mean, it was just a kind of a rush of happiness and relief and just accomplishment and um, thankfulness to God for giving me the strength to run that kind of race. And, uh, you know, it was, it was a crazy race. I mean, <laughs> nobody could have predicted it. It was, it was absurd. I mean, Aaron winning, that was so cool. And, um, yeah, I mean, it was, it was just so much fun to, to be a part of that and kind of a part of history. And, uh, yeah, so that, that last straight, there was a lot going on, a lot going through my head, but, um, yeah, just glad that I had the legs to kind of finish strong and have, have a good, have a good kick. For sure. Martin Barco asks, what did you eat the morning before your race? Okay, so, yeah, funny story. I, I struggled a lot with uh, with kind of puking after and even sometimes during workouts over the summer. And that's been an issue in the past, not so much my junior year, but my sophomore year. It was kind of an issue, but it came back this year. And I really just couldn't figure it out. I, I tried all different sorts of things. Um, eating wise beforehand, eat, eating nothing, eating a granola bar, or energy bar, or drinking uh, some liquid or eating a gel or something. None of it seemed to work, but eventually kind of went away. But um, I do have stomach issues sometimes racing, and luckily I didn't have any at, at NXN. But um, I kind of gotten in this routine throughout the season of eating a bagel and peanut butter before my races, and that seemed to be working most of the time. Um, my stomach didn't really have issues, but, um, at NXN the night before I asked my regional director, I was like, are they going to have bagels and peanut butter for breakfast? And he told me, yes, no, don't worry. They'll, they'll definitely have bagels and peanut butter. And they had bagels, but they didn't have peanut butter when I got down to breakfast race day morning. And so that kind of got in my head a little bit, but I just, 
I just didn't want to worry too much about it because I, I knew if I let that get in my head, then um, the, there would be a domino effect, and I didn't want to let that that affect me. So just I grabbed some French toast, put some syrup on it, and grabbed a banana, and that was really all I ate. Um, so uh, yeah, two pieces of French toast, and you know it was it was tasty. It was it was good. You know sometimes you just got to eat what sounds good uh, in the moment uh, when when things aren't exactly going to plan and uh ban- t- banana was also really good so you know i didn't really let that bother me but um yeah it, it was weird kind of getting thrown out of my routine but it ended up working out so thankful for that cool yeah ethan morris asked what advice would you give to younger runners hmm. i would say just stay stay hungry you know there's always room to improve um you know, we all have our ups and downs, even me, you know, um, just stay motivated, never, never stay satisfied. Um, you know, always do, always do the little things, you know, it's easy to show up to practice and, and run what's on the schedule, um, and, uh, whatever your coach may be telling you to do, but it's another thing to, to go home and do things that, that most people don't do, which is, the, the extra stretching, rolling out, making sure you're recovering, eating the right foods and getting enough sleep, staying on, on top of school and uh, and also just making sure your your social life's going well. You know, it's it's kind of a, that that triangle of school, sport and your social life. You want all all things to be working well. And, you know, if one's not going well, then the others kind of take a hit as well. So, you know, you got to stay on top of school and, uh, and make sure you're strengthening those relationships that you have with family and friends and, and peers and uh, mentors. So yeah, definitely just, uh, stay hungry and always be ready to grow, um, and, and, and learn from mistakes. And, um, yeah, that's kind of just been my mentality and, and that'd be my advice to some, some younger runners that may be listening. For sure. Yeah. That's some really good advice. Spencer asked, do you lift weights weekly and what are your tips for recruiting? Yeah. So lifting weights, that is something that I do every so often, you know, in season, I'm not really lifting weights at all. Uh, My coach is not really for that uh, during season, unless it's something that you specifically need for your, for your personal needs. Um, But in the off season, like in the summer and winter, I am lifting. Um, and sometimes that's just body work stuff and, and band work and just kind of being in control of your own body and making sure that you can, um, balance yourself. There's, I do a lot of single leg stuff, single leg RDLs, single leg squats. Um, and you know, making sure my, my core is strong and, um, you know, you want to have that control over your body when it's under stress. And so um, working on that in the off season is, is huge for me. And uh, I'm currently doing that right now. Um, I started it last week and it's kind of a Monday, Wednesday thing in the mornings before school um, that I go to for an hour. Um, and yeah. And then, you know, we throw in weights here and there, but it's, I mean, we're runners. We don't need to be huge. So it's the, I never bench, I never squat or uh, front squat, whatever, none of that. Um, I think I've benched maybe all of two or three times in my life. And I think my, the max I've ever done is a, is a plate. So, um, so yeah, you know, lifting is something that's a huge part of some people's training, but mine, it's, it's kind of, mainly more in the off season. Uh, and then it'll probably become more of a, 
more of a thing for me in college. I know that Colorado does does some more lifting uh, throughout the summer and season. But um, and then recruiting wise, um, you know, it, it's probably different for different people and depending on what your situation is, you know, um, whatever, based on what times you run and, and where you're at, um, recruiting level wise. But for me, you know, uh, recruiting started June 15th going into junior year. That's when coaches could start talking to me. And I, you know, immediately started talking to some schools right out the gate and then, um, that had reached out to me, but also there were schools that I was personally interested that I reached out to myself, like, um, I, I didn't get reached out to by Colorado. I had actually reached out to them. Um, and that's actually something that it's kind of like Colorado's philosophy is um, they, they let kids reach out to them because, you know, they want to know that uh, the kid truly wants to go to Colorado and, uh, and actually uh, is interested in the program. And so, um, so yeah, I reached out to them. I reached out to other schools, uh, like, like Notre Dame, um, and then had other schools reached out to me, like Stanford and Wisconsin and, and UNC, some of the schools that I, I talked to, but, um, yeah, I mean, don't ever be afraid to, to reach out to, to schools, um, that you're interested in, um, and never be, never have too big of an ego to, to sit back and wait for them to reach out to you. Um, you know, if you got to take it into your own hands and, um, and put your name out there, advocate for yourself, uh, and, you know, trust in the athlete that you are. Um, and if the worst thing that can happen is they, they respond and say, sorry, you have to run these sets of times or they, or they don't respond at all. And that's fine. You know, move, move on. It's not, might not be the school school for you. You know, you, I, I know that everybody, that you always end up in the, in the place you you're meant to be. So, um, just trust the process. It, it can be stressful at times, but, um, in general, just try to enjoy it. It, it. it is fun. And, you know, going on visits as well, that's a ton of fun getting to know different programs and, and what you may like. So yeah, that, that'd be my advice. And again, it's, it's different for everybody. And, you know, it's, it's definitely probably different, um, uh, my experience wise, but, um, yeah, it, it is a fun experience for sure. What went into your decision to committing to Colorado and what what will you be majoring there? Yeah, so ultimately it it came down to just that gut feeling. Um, you know, I I I kind of flip-flopped in where I thought I was I I saw myself going, you know, I really liked Stanford and Notre Dame. I mean, all the schools I talked to, I really liked and I went on visits and every single school, um, I really did like, and all the guys and the teams were great. Um, and the coaches were amazing. I had some really great options. And so that, that's a great thing, but also made the decision really tough. Um, but ultimately the more I kind of just thought about it, um, and gave myself time to just go through everything, it, it kind of just came down to that gut feeling and where God was calling me and where where He was pulling my heartstrings, and uh, you know it ended up being Boulder. Uh, it just kind of felt like that was the home uh, that I saw myself uh, fitting into for the next four however however many years I end up staying there. Um, it just it, it felt the most comforting and and where kind of God wanted me to be. So yeah, that's kind of just what it came down to. And sometimes that's what it is. Sometimes, you know, just right out of the gates and, and sometimes it's a tougher decision, but, um, yeah, I'm, I'm excited and really pumped to, 
to be joining the Buffaloes out, out in Boulder. And, you know, we've got a, a very bright future, really young team and a lot of really good guys um, that are up and coming. And Coach Wetmore is is the best at developing developing young talent and you know he's coached over 450 all-americans and is, is in my in my eyes is the greatest uh coach in, in the history of the ncaa so i'm um, really excited to be joining that team and yeah i'll be majoring in integrative physiology um and kind of entering that sports medicine realm uh, i don't know exactly what my ideal job would be out of college um but yeah that'll be my major so i'm excited for that what are you going to miss most about high school running and what are you most looking forward to in college running? You know, high school running, I'm, I'm definitely gonna, I'm going to miss my guys. You know, it's been, it's been a journey uh, the past four years uh, with the seniors that I had my freshman year and even the freshman that I've got under me here, my senior year um, and every, everybody in between. It's, it's been a, it's been a blast kind of going through this part of life with them. Uh, and, you know, I see them every single day and, uh, you know, that's, that's been special and training with them, grinding it out, experiencing the pain, um, the ups, the downs with them. Uh, it, it's been really special. So I'll definitely miss, miss that part of high school and, um, and, and competing and, uh, yeah, it, it's just, it's, it really is special. High school sports is, is a ton of fun, but I'm also looking forward to that next level of, of college and everybody is really, really freaking good. And, you know, it's going to push me to be a better athlete. And, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to training with the other guys out in Boulder and they're, they're really good as well. You know, Austin Vansel uh, is an All-American in cross, and uh, they've got some really young guys that, uh, like Isaiah Givens and uh, Risco Bargerstumpf and um, Jace Ashbender, you know, all those guys. I mean, everybody on the team is – they're at Colorado for a reason. You know, everybody's really, really good. So to be surrounded by all those really talented guys <laughs> – um, is going to be is going to be so much fun for me, um, and to have that kind of level of training and also be up at altitude, um, I think I'm really going to benefit from that. And so, yeah, looking forward to it. I want to contribute as soon as I can to the team, and um, yeah, to be surrounded by a bunch of D1 athletes, it's going to be special. So, yeah, I'm excited. Definitely. Ty Welty asked, "How do you combat mental and physical burnout?" Hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's definitely tough. You know, it's a long season. Uh, it can be different lengths for different people, but you know, I started, uh, training, training in June, uh, towards the end of June. And so it's been half a year now probably. And, uh, that, that's a really long time. So, you know, you got to find ways to, to make it fun for yourself, you know, uh, mix things up, go on different running routes, uh, listen to music, listen to podcasts on your run if you need to, uh, you know, run with friends. Like that's the huge thing for me is that I, I hate running by myself and sometimes running by myself is good. It's a good change of pace. Um, and sometimes you need that just to get lost in your own thoughts. But, um, but yeah, you know, it's, it's good to just kind of mix it up from time to time. Um, but yeah, running with people, I mean, the social aspect of running is one of the biggest reasons why I, I do, I do the sport is to, you know, have that relationship with other people and the, the others around you that, 
you know, are experiencing the grind alongside you. So um, having those conversations on runs and that's what makes it entertaining. You know, there, there's some crazy conversations that happen, happen on runs and memories that last forever. And so, yeah, that's definitely, that definitely helps with like mental fatigue and just like talking with others around you. I mean, there are guys on, on my team this year that kind of, struggled with fatigue towards the end of the season and you know it, it's it's being around others and encouraging each other and building each other up um and, and having that support that definitely helps with that so yeah surrounding yourself with a good group of guys um if you can is definitely huge um but for me personally um yeah i just i just enjoy um enjoy the moment uh that i'm in and take take it one step at, at a time you know you can't you can't think too much uh, uh, about the future or, or, or the past. You know, you got to stay in the moment and, and be thankful that, you know, you're, you are where you are and that you're, you're healthy and uh, able to run and be grateful for that. You know, I think gratefulness is, is something that leads to joy. Uh, and so the more things that you're grateful for and the more things you take time to, to be grateful for, um, the more, the more happy you'll be in general. And that definitely helps with, that mental fatigue aspect um, and kind of getting run down towards the end of the season, it definitely gives you that extra boost that you need to, to finish it out and, and, and get to that, that break at the end of the season. So, I'm sure this is kind of a hard question to answer, but Rylan asked, what are your tips for getting faster at the 5K? Yeah, definitely, definitely a tough question. Um, it's different for, for every person, you know, you got to find what works for you personally. Um, and you know, it, it, again, it's different for everybody, but, um, for me personally, I, I just have that kind of competitive drive and, um, you know, that willingness to, to do the little things to get better. Um, and I think it, it starts with those little things. If, if you're wanting, if you're wanting to get better, you, you're going to have to work for it and and have that discipline and dedication to your own craft and and becoming a better athlete. And so it's it's those things like stretching, rolling out, taking care of yourself, sleeping, and staying on top of other aspects of your life, like I mentioned earlier, like school and 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 your relationships with with others around you, um, eating the right stuff and. Uh, yeah, it's just those kind of things. You got to stay on top of that because that's what contributes to performance. And um, yeah, utilizing the resources you have. Um, and for me, that I have a really good support system. Um, athletic training wise, we've got some great, great athletic trainers in the area that have have worked with Team USATF and continue to work with Team USATF and have traveled across the world working with world-class athletes. And um, so to have them so close to home and keeping me keeping me fixed and when my body breaks, uh, it, it's huge to have them uh, to, to help me with that. But yeah, I mean, I, I definitely think it's, it's focusing on those little things and those will contribute to getting faster and, and faster at, at the 5K. And, and you know, in general, you know, the, the trend is up for everybody. And so, you know, just sticking with it and having confidence that things will, will improve, um, definitely helps with that as well. So Matt asked who's better HSE or Fishers. Oh, well, I guess it just depends (laughs) year to year, you know, uh, this year uh, it it was Fishers Fishers. They got a good squad. They got some good guys over there. Uh, last year as HSC, they finished second in the state. They had a good squad. Um, but 
yeah, you know, that's an intense rivalry. Uh, you know, this year I know more guys in the Fishers team. So, um, I'm good friends with those dudes and, uh, they got a good squad, but, um, yeah, I mean, it, it, again, it just depends year to year, but, uh, this year, yeah, Fishers takes the, takes the cake for sure. They, they got the trophy. Were you at Club Nugent? And if so, can you tell us a little bit about how it was? I've seen some clips on Instagram and it definitely looked pretty crazy. Yeah, yeah, Club New Gen, it, it was a good time. You know, Ben did a good job of making it fun for us and uh, and kind of making it a, a really hype event. And it was a good way to cap off uh, a good weekend and a good way to just kind of celebrate, celebrate all that we had accomplished because, you know, nerves and tensions are high those days leading up to the race but after the after the race is over um everybody's more relaxed and can have a good time so yeah that was a ton of fun and everybody was going crazy uh there were some fun songs that were played and uh, a lot of mosh pitting and uh screaming yelling and jumping around so um there's an ice cream eating contest and you know i think aaron had a little bit less ice cream than everybody else (laughs) in his bowl so that was that helped him in, in taking the dub there. But um, yeah, it was just a ton of fun, a lot of high energy and um, a lot of fun stuff going on. And again, that, that social aspect, getting, getting able to being able to meet so many cool people and uh, talk to them throughout the evening. Uh, it was a ton of fun, but yeah, the new gen did a great job uh, with just making a really fun, uh, really fun weekend for, for all of us athletes. I mean, there was 400 of us there, so definitely chaotic but they did a great job of handling it all so yeah tons of fun tons of fun for sure i know you mentioned earlier that you like uh listening to worship music before your races but what's your favorite song to listen to before a race and who is at the top of your spotify rap this year Mm. yeah favorite song before the race uh probably good good father um that's a really good song uh one of my favorites on my on my worship playlist um and definitely calms me and uh makes me thankful for how how good god truly is and in every way uh and bring me to the situation that i'm in um and being able to to race and and compete on any given day uh so that, that that's a good song that gets me in the right mindset but other than that i really enjoy um rex orange county that's probably the artist i listen to a lot and there's been some controversial stuff in the news about him which is unfortunate but you know you gotta separate the art from the artist sometimes so um so yeah i would say never enough by rex orange county that's another really good song i recommend everybody listen to that um and yeah that's a good one always gets me in in a good mood so yeah that's what i would say what are some of your hobbies outside of running? Uh, man, I would say probably drawing. I really enjoy drawing. Um, I haven't done a lot of drawing as of recently, but um, it's always been something that uh, I've kind of been passionate about. And you know, sometimes I can be a perfectionist, and that kind of comes out in my in my art. Uh, I always I'm a realist. Uh, I'm not one of those abstract artists. Um, so I, I try to, I look at a photo and I want to recreate it as exact as I can, um, to every little detail. Um, and yeah, it's something that I definitely enjoy, but I also enjoy playing basketball and, um, you know, spike ball, different kinds of sports. Uh, I'm a really competitive guy. So that's kind of, kind of what do I, what, what I enjoy a lot, uh, is sports, but then also just hanging out with friends. Um, and 
I, I do that a lot. I try to hang out with my friends every, every week and that that's my teammates, but also I've got a friend group at school that I like to hang out with. And um, so, yeah, those are a couple things. Uh, there, there are definitely some others that I probably can't think of on, off the top of my head, but, um, but yeah, that, those are a couple. Cool, cool, yeah. I definitely would love to be good at drawing, but I am not a very talented artist. <laughs> no worries, no worries. Not everybody has. It's not for everyone. Moving on to a few would-you-rathers. Would you rather adopt a British accent every time you're having a serious conversation or laugh every time someone cries? Definitely the British accent. I think it'd be so cool to have a British accent. You know, I I try sometimes to talk with a British accent, but... Um, I don't know. It, it kind of fluctuates in and out. It it can be good, can be bad. Um, it's probably bad all the time, and I just try to hype myself up. But I think it, I think British and Australian accents, both of those two, I think are really cool. And I wish I could um, talk with those consistently and 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 have a good accent. But um, yeah, I would definitely choose that. Would you rather sneeze every time you say hi to someone, or have the urge to pee every time you ask a question? Oh man! Oh, repeat, repeat the first one. Would you rather sneeze every time you say hi to someone, or have the urge to pee every time you ask a question? Oh man, I say hi to a lot of people. Maybe I, I think I can go without asking questions. Oh, oh, but that's also like in converse. Oh, that's tough, man. <laughs> Probably sneeze. Yeah, I guess sneeze because, man, I don't want to have to pee that much. That would be bad. I'll go with that. Would you rather get a reverse mohawk for five years or go bald for five years? Oh, gosh. Definitely bald. Oh, man, I could not go with a reverse mohawk. I'll go. I'll choose bald. All right. I think that's all I've got for you. I appreciate you coming on. You definitely had some really insightful uh, answers. Yeah, no, I appreciate it. This was a lot of fun. Thanks, thanks for reaching out and having me on the pod. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Running in Circles. If you enjoyed, please leave a five-star review on Spotify as it really helps the podcast grow and takes under five seconds. I'm your host, Zach Hamilton, and I'll see you next time on Running in Circles.